0: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Twists, Turns, and One-Liners. Uh, I'm your host today, Colton. Uh, Carla is not joining me today, as today is the first week where we are doing a bi-weekly rotation uh, to better suit uh, Carla's schedule. But uh, today, I'm going to be talking about the 2017 movie Suburbicon, um, written by the Coen Brothers and George Clooney, and directed by George Clooney. Uh, it's a movie that uh I have had on kind of my watch list since it got on kind of uh digital services it's it's it hasn't been on a particularly long i guess it i guess it depends on how long you think is particularly long at least you know four or five years but um that being said, I finally got around to watching it and uh figured i'd uh share my thoughts on it a little bit um to just kind of give the brief rundown. Uh it's about it's very much like Fargo, uh our previous movie, um where there's a kind of regular kind of run of the mill family that has um a in this case uh husband wanting his wife out of the picture to run away with his wife's sister um and also in the background there this it takes place in the fifties, and at the same time their neighbor the neighbor behind them is a black family that just moved into town who's facing all the harassments of um kind of that time frame that they would get for moving into a suburban neighborhood where they weren't particularly welcomed I guess to put it very lightly um that being said uh it's uh I enjoyed this one quite a bit I enjoyed it quite a bit it I don't think it didn't do very well uh for sure financially and but the reviews too, the kind of just general reviews that are out there aren't that great either. Um it's got a forty two meta score. I think on IMDBE it's like I'm looking at it now, it's five point eight out of ten, which isn't great. Um, but uh and uh as far as kind of dark comedy um you know, this kind of style of movie goes, it's it was pretty okay. Um, obviously that's not a glowing recommendation, but, um, I'm glad I watched it. It's, uh, it's got its moments and clearly has some very talented people, um, performing in it. Uh, it's kind of, it, it wasn't until, it wasn't until I got later into the movie that I realized just how much like Fargo it is, er, like it it happens to be obviously they're written by the same guys so it makes a lot of sense but um just the whole very that i guess the different a a big difference between this one and that one is the matt damon's character you know the father of the family the husband and whatever gardener he uh he's a little he's a little bit more capable i suppose it's the the people around him. I feel that kind of screw things up for him, right? Like everything was kind of running smoothly until the kid makes his way into the interrogation room, where uh, the you know the police officer inadvertently turns on the light, allowing the suspects to see that the kid was in there. So now, like kind of at that, it's at that moment where kind of like everything takes a turn. Because obviously the the guys that uh, killed his wife for him are not too pleased and they want to wrap, they want to wrap things up nicely for them. Um, I think, I think it just in general, this is like Fargo, but with more competent people that are just like, I don't know. I don't know. Competent. If competent isn't necessarily the right word, because obviously it doesn't work out too good for all of them, but I mean more competent than those in Fargo, right? Like the things that go wrong for them, or all the actions of more the actions of other people granted there's for sure ways that they could have made these things happen a little quicker but anyway i i think in terms of just kind of some general thoughts i had watching um there's i guess this would contradict what i just said but there's moments uh, where i was w- watching where uh there were questionable decisions for sure made by some of the characters, right? So the the whole thing with um Gardner and um oh shoot, what was which sister was which? Um uh, the the sister not the wife, not his wife. Um they're kind of uh quick They were were very quick to to kind of get into their, you know, outward romance and make it clear that, they made it pretty clear that, you know, they're fucking about, right? Um, She dyed her hair, like, or changed her hair, like, super quick. They, like, obviously got caught by the kid um, in the basement and, like, all these different, all these different things where they, like, all they have to do is wait for the insurance policy thing to go through and then they're good. But obviously that doesn't go well either because the the uh, investigator um catches on to that and basically blackmails them for the for the money. But just a lot of those little mistakes that like ruined it for um Gardner, but um obviously her slip up while they're talking. Uh and it's one of those things where he doesn't necessarily realize... He's never there when everything's going wrong, right? So, I mean, other than at the the police station. But he gets confronted by the goons, like, where he works, where he's not really, sh- like, wasn't really sure what was going on because he was pretty convinced that his son wasn't going to be a problem. And then the insurance guy, and that didn't go too well, obviously, for him, with her uh, spiking his coffee with lie, which is pretty... Obviously, that was going to happen, right? But, uh Just a lot of these, like, weird... Not weird, but just missteps that probably could have been avoided if they were a little bit more prepared. But if they're more prepared and went smoothly, it wouldn't be the movie, right? Um, One thing for sure with this movie that uh, was... I think part of why I liked it more than I, I... I knew I would enjoy it. I figured I would enjoy it, but I liked it more than I expected because the trailer really didn't portray it as the kind of movie that it is. Um, I don't know about the, like, original trailer. Like, that would have been out when the movie was first coming out or anything like that. But the one that Paramount Plus has for it, at least, definitely made it seem more like a... Oh, what's that movie... Well, more more like a revenge kind of off like off the hinge, uh, movie where Matt Damon's pissed about his wife getting killed, and he's just kind of fed up with putting up with shit. And obviously, that's not the case at all. Like he's like you know behind the whole thing, and he's like everybody keeps screwing st- uh, stuff up for me. I got to keep doing this, got to keep doing that. He was gonna kill his own kid if his kid didn't cooperate, and all that kind of stuff. So it's. It was totally different, totally different thing than I expected going in, and um, with it being on my list for so long, again, I'm I'm pretty happy that I decided to knock this one out. I think uh, prior to watching, I did read some of the reviews um, just to kind of see what people were saying, and there were some things I found that I I agreed with quite a bit. Um, With this being written, written by the Coen brothers... Uh, I was reading on Wikipedia that it was technically a combination of a couple scripts, um, a script they had written in the 80s, and then a script that George Clooney and Grant Hesloff uh, wrote together, and they kind of combined them together. Um, and, but the review that I had read said something along the lines of, it probably would have been better had the Coen brothers directed it. Now, I don't know... I don't know exactly, obviously you can't know how that would go, and it's all just kind of theoretical, right? But I would say that that would probably have been the case. I think there's just, there are certain scenarios, certain scenes that didn't quite land uh, super solid that could have, you know, you don't know though, you never will. And again, like I just said, you never will know. But just certain interactions, I think, where um, their kind of style would have probably fit their writing a little bit better. A lot of the interactions in the office. There were scenes were like, oh, that was a l- like a little clunky between Gardner and his um receptionist, or I guess whatever you would want to call her. um And I think some of the scenes with the the a couple of the small scenes with the police involved. Um. Also the, I think the poisoning of the, um, of the investigator. I think. Is something too that, like, in a different style may have come across a little bit different. Um, or, but again, it's all, all in theory, right? Um, I keep saying, um, uh, with this movie too, there's a lot of, there's a, there were originally more big names attached to it, right? I think it's one of those things where people, people like to be in people, each other's movies, right? Um, you, you see, uh, Kind of a lot of the same people filter in through in and out through through this stuff, and I think a lot of it's because they were coming up, they like coming up and stuff at similar times. Like obviously the like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are connected all the time because they're best best buds, right? But George Clooney kind of gets in the mix there, where I'm pretty sure he directed a movie with Ben Affleck relatively recently, um, and they're all kind of in those. In those same kinds of things, um, the same style of stuff at times, right? Um, but with, uh, I think with this movie, with this movie, in terms of the in terms of George Clooney directed stuff, I don't think I've actually seen a whole bunch of them. Um, I'm looking at the list now. The Tender Bar is the most recent one with Ben Affleck that I was that I just mentioned a second ago. Um, the Monuments Men, I haven't seen it. I know what it is, but I haven't seen it. I've, I've seen bits and pieces when it's been on TV in the past. But Matt Damon's in that one, right? George Clooney's actually in that one as well as he while he's directing it. But uh, Leatherheads I had heard of and hadn't seen it. But So I, I think it. I wouldn't count out some of those. I probably wouldn't mind watching The Monuments Men or uh, The Ides of March as well. Um, but... The Coen Brothers, George Clooney combo in Oh Brother We're Out Thou? I think is my favorite. Like of all the like, the connections to be made with this movie would be. I think that would be my go to. I think it's just the most, the most entertaining of all the kind of combos there. Um, uh, No, that's not entirely true. I guess if I'm making the the, um, if there's another connection, I would make it would be. Noah Jupe, the sun, he plays the sun. Him uh being in uh Ford versus Ferrari with Matt Damon, that movie is excellent. Uh, obviously it's um you know, just two people being in the same movie, but if there was a connect an, a different connection I would make, it would be that one. Um with the one thing that I wasn't really like with all the people that are in this I mean, it's not again. It's not a huge cast. Not a huge cast was needed, but you know, Oscar Isaac, Julianne Moore, um, and obviously the ones I've already mentioned. But I think I don't know. I, I was pretty. It's it was pretty good. It was pretty pretty smooth. I think most of the people fit where they needed to be. Um, I think Julianne Moore playing the sisters was kind of. I mean, there wouldn't have really been another, like, great way to do it, I guess, and it would not they wouldn't need to do it with two different people, but, um, yeah, at that point, I think I'm just, gra- I'm grasping at straws a little bit there, right, like, it's just one of those things, kind of like when we do our stuff weekly with our quotes and with our, uh, spinoff or kill-off, I tend to kind of, um... Get a little, uh, I wouldn't say desperate, but for the spin off or kill off, sometimes you kind of got to force it. We kind of have to force it a little bit. And I think the same thing kind of comes into play with this one. Um, I'm not entirely sure what I would have done differently. Because um, everyone felt relatively necessary to push people to where they were at. If anything, you could probably get rid of the. Eh, I don't even know if you could. Get, I was going to say get rid of the insurance guy, you know, Oscar Isaac's character, but. Um, I think that's one of those things that kind of just pushes everybody over the edge and kind of really accentuates the the distraction that was going on with the uh, the black family that had moved in behind them. Like here, all these people are bitching and yelling about how it's, you know, they're ruining the neighborhood and all like it's a all this crap. And then meanwhile, like literally in the backyard of that house, you have, you know, people killing each other over some insurance money basically insurance fraud money, you know, and then even at the end they're all blaming it on them. You know, none of this happened until they moved in, that sort of thing. Um, which for sure, like I would imagine was uh, like I, I I can't say that I have like read uh first hand accounts of like something like that moving into a suburban area and the blast off being a thing. But it's I think it's general common knowledge that, that was pretty right. That was that was pretty prevalent then and it's it's just kind of it's a obviously it's not a funny topic but i guess that's where like the the dark comedy the black comedy side of this kind of comes into into play right where they're just everyone is so wrapped up in in this thing that just really doesn't matter and all the while like the people that they do know and have been living around for so long are literally killing each other over over some money to go to a fucking Aruba or whatever or whatever it ended up being. Yeah, it was Aruba. Of course it was Aruba. I don't know. I don't know. I said whatever it may be because he literally said it like a hundred times, right? Have you ever been to Aruba? Do you know where Aruba is? But uh, pretty good. I think this is, it's one of those movies too where even the kind of the supporting cast are people that I've seen and stuff that I've really enjoyed. So I think that helps too, um when it comes to it's it's good to see like when you see people that you like in stuff, regardless of how it is, like they tend to elevate it. And in this case, the two goons, right? I recognize um them from some shows. Um the guy that played Lewis, the one of the one of the uh guys that helped kill his wife, the scrawnier guy, he's in I recognize him from the boys. He's in the first season of The Boys. Um the other guy I recognize him from True Detective. He's been in other stuff too, but that's kind of what I recognize them from. So for sure, I think it's that helps a lot with some of these movies. For me it does at least. I know some people it uh doesn't make any difference at all. But uh that being said, uh I think what I'm gonna do is um when I do these kind of uh these bi weekly episodes. If I'm doing it by myself, obviously I don't have Carla with me or a guest with me to kind of take me off on tangents. So I would imagine these are going to be much shorter episodes for sure. Um, some of Carla and I, uh, when Carla and I go off on some of our tangents and things, those episodes can get up to like an hour and a half ish kind of range and that sort of thing. I would imagine these being closer to probably 30 minutes um, just so I don't have to, uh, you know, artificially blow them up but um i'm gonna go into our original our normal segments that we do um our spin-off our kill-off and our favorite quotes um just to keep to that to that flow for now uh i might switch up the format of these sometimes it just kind of depends again these are just bi-weekly um just as a reminder bi-weekly for me and kind of random guests to come in and next week, you guys will uh, we'll be back with uh, another episode with Carla and I. Um, and then, you know, every other week from there. Um, but uh, without further ado, uh, we'll go spin off or kill off first. I think usually we start with quotes, but I'm going to go spin off or kill off. And I think I did tease it a little bit where I was kind of thinking maybe the insurance guy. Um, I think there's... I think I would skip the kill-off. I think everything made sense. There wasn't anything that wasn't there for some sort of either comedic value or or something like that. But I think if I were to do anything, even though I kind of lightly suggested that he be the, the kill-off character, I think a spin-off with uh, Oscar Isaac's character could be interesting. Obviously, he's... Uh, dead within this movie but kind of like a prequel movie where he's talking about these stories of all these people committing insurance fraud. I feel like you could do something with that. Obviously obviously, this is, you know, it's hypothetical I, it's not like a, it's something I want to see but if there was anything I would want to see from this I think it'd be something like that. And you just make it a whole different thing, right? But um, uh, maybe something like that or um, the uncle uh, was it. Was it Mitch? Was his uncle Mitch? Names, names, names. Um, wow, why can't I... Why can't I seem to find it? Well, you know, regardless, his, his uncle, uh, the kid's uncle, um, I think a spinoff with him, because it seems like he's got some... He's got an interesting history that we only kind of get a glimpse of, that clearly they're kind of no-nonsense kind of people. I, I'm i not sure... Um, I'm not entirely sure if he's supposed to be have any kind of ties to the mob or anything like that, but I kind of got that vibe a little bit, or at least... At least, yeah, I think I would say a little bit. I, I for a second I was thinking maybe that the the sisters and him and their family are just like deep in it, and this was some like I, I wouldn't say necessarily power play, but um, that's something that had crossed my mind. But I think I think that kind of a spinoff would be would be kind of interesting. Something with him and uh, kind of what he had going on prior to this, um. But uh with that, I'll go on to quotes, which again, if anyone here has heard any of our episodes, you will know that I suck at preparing and and jotting down and remind uh remembering different quotes um from movies. It's it's a weakness of mine. It's a you know it's a blind spot of mine when it comes to our uh, <laughs> our podcast but um i would say the only thing that sticks out that i remember um was something in it was it was when everyone was when he was when everyone was grieving for his wife's death like um everyone was sad about it except him right and i think uh when he first got interviewed by the cops and the cops said um That they had said, like, somebody died, like, I don't know, it was, like, a suspect had died or something like that, and, um, he had said sorry, uh, Gardner said, like, sorry for your law or sorry for his loss, or something like that, (laughs) and then the cop's like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he would be sorry, or, like, basically, what the hell are you talking about, um, yeah, other than that, I don't think there was anything this wasn't like there's some movies that are super quotable, right? They have a lot of zingy zinger like lines or like, you know, drop the mic spots. And I don't think this was one of those. I guess when he goes off on the speech at the end too, to his kid while he's eating the poisoned uh sandwich and milk or uh there I think there were a couple other moments, but I would be I would have to um, look and think about it a little bit more so uh, at any rate uh, I'm not sure what I'll do um, for the next episode of this uh, of this uh, part of the bi-weekly plan uh, I'll put something out with our uh, next episode which will be uh, La La Land I believe is our next episode that will be coming out but I think uh, at this point to kind of Put a little bow on this, Suburbicon. Um I'm glad I watched it. It's like I had mentioned at the beginning, it's been on the backlog for for a while now. Nothing to write home about, but I I think it's a it's a decent way to spend a an hour and forty five minutes on a you know, on any kind of random night in. But uh with that, you can uh, find us at uh, on Instagram. This is kind of that's our favorite platform. It's the easiest for us to post out, and uh, it would be the easiest for everyone to give us some great feedback. Um, but follow us at Twist Turns and One Liners. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at TTOLPod. Uh, you can send us an email at Twist Turns at gmail.com. And uh, we've now been on YouTube for a little while. It's still audio only. We might throw some video episodes in. But you can find us on YouTube at Twist, Turns, and One-Liners. Also, feel free to uh, subscribe and comment on whatever podcasting platforms you're on. Uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts. Um, But with that, we will uh, see you next week.